we're about to see them go. And they're off and racing. Storman took a backward step and was slow to go, and so was Gadeo. Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Sydney Racing with Brad Davidson. My pleasure now to welcome into the program one of Sky Channel's leading form analysts from Sydney, Brad Davidson. G'day, Davo. How are you? G'day, James. G'day, everyone. Very, very exciting card at Rose Hill Gardens, I have to say, as we see a lot of the big races roll around or preparations for the big races. Hobart Bill, the Silver Slipper, the Millie Fox, all Group 2 events and the listed Parramatta Cup. So, gee, just just overall, it's a, it's a good card for, for race goers, for punters, for followers, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fantastic program. The Hobart Bill's a cracker. The Silver Slipper Stakes will see Esther Jarb and Sunlight do battle there. And there's a couple of nice horses outside of those in the race as well. And... And then you've got, of course, uh, a few other races on the program, the Millie Fox, as you said, for the Mares, and the, the Parramatta Cup, the listed race for the middle-distance horses to top it off as well. Okay, well, let's see if we can find a winner or two. If I could ask you, though, first of all, just the Silver Slipper, over 1,100 metres. Look, it's a small field, but I tell you what, it's a, it's a pretty good one, and we see sunlight. From my way, we know, of course, the uh, the winner of the Magic Millions and, and a number of these horses as we continue to press claims towards the Golden Slipper. So what's your thoughts on the Silver Slipper? Is it a two-horse race here with, uh, with of course, Esther Job and Sunlight being probably the two most prominent? How did you see it anyway? It probably is a two-horse race, but having said that, I've got a lot of respect for neutrality and gongs as well, two unbeaten horses. And, you know, when they've got to go to another level, but... Sometimes these horses, when they're unbeaten, they can just keep on raising that bar. But I'm in Esther Jarb's corner. When I first looked at this race, I thought, well, Sunlight's done it. You know, she should be favourite and everything like that. But then I had a bit of a look at the race, spent an hour and a bit on it, and I come out of it thinking that Esther Jarb should be a clear favourite, and I think she'll be extremely hard to beat her. I thought that Ramwick win on debut was simply outstanding. I know she didn't beat much, but she, her time was just 0.3 seconds outside Means's on the same day. She's an open-class sprinter. And her last... 200 of 11.28 was second quickest of the entire day. She was eased down the last 25 metres and just, just those sort of sectionals late, the last 400 and 200 in particular were those of a, a pretty smart filly. So I've got her on top. Barrier one, a, a little bit of a knock because she's got speed, but if neutrality wants to cross, then she could find herself in the uh, third on the fence, which is never ideal because you need a, a bit of luck on the turn. But look, she's the one to beat. I, you know, I've got to have sunlight in there, but I just worried about what Tony McAvoy said. 42 days between runs, he thinks she's a bit vulnerable here, not wound up by any means with her grand final still still a month away. So, and you know, you look at that Gold Coast form, and you you just got to you know you got to got to see her do it down here. Um, you know, she burns the candle at both ends. The Magic Millions two-year-old classic was run slower than the Magic Millions maiden on the day, so that was a little knock for me. And before that, her figures were a lot better, so you're definitely respecting that. But I just want to see her do it down here because I don't know how strong that form is up there. We've seen the Magic Millions, we saw Papalos come out of the Magic Millions and win the slipper, but a lot of the time in, in most recent years, uh, it hasn't been that strong. So I just want to see her do it. I'm happy to be against her in a, in a degree against Esther Jarb for first up here off the 42-day break, but I'm respecting her and, and Gong's in neutrality, the other two, that I think you've got to command plenty of respect. Um, Gong's 
trial behind Esther Jarb and didn't trial as well for mine, but she was off a bit of a, a longer break there. So expecting her to take plenty of benefits for that and she might be a real race day filly. But uh, Esther Jarb for me, I think she's hard to beat. 260 is probably getting you know, the right price. I wouldn't want to be taking much shorter because there are plenty of questions to be answered in the race. But uh, she's on top for me in the Silver Slipper. Yeah, and just looking at it, isn't it a good race when you just look at from a, these sort of stats? So between the seven of them, 11 starts. Now taking into in consideration here, Knievel is unraced. But, so 11 starts for 10 wins. And then again, obviously, minus the first starter. Every single runner in this race is a last start winner. So there's, uh, this, the, the, the paper form anyway, there's plenty of ones to be seen beside the runners here. Exactly, and I know even Chris Waller's got a massive opinion of Zusain, who won first up the Zustar Colts. So it's a fascinating race. Uh, I'm really keen to see what Esther Jarb can do. I think if you're looking for that little bit of a futures bet, maybe $10 her, the slipper might be the way to play that because I think if she comes out and wins on Saturday, she might well be your new golden slipper favourite. So we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. She's got to come out and do it yet, but if she does it and beats Sunlight impressively, then we might see a bit of a shake-up at the top of the market there. So uh, time will tell there. Now, one of the other features on the day, the Group 2 Hobartville Stake, 1,400 metres, race 7 on the card here. And again, some nice horses going around here. So some nice three-year-olds to uh, to do battle in the Hobartville. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's a cracking race and, and one that's probably going to shake the autumn to a degree because we get another little guide on how Ace High is going from a Derby perspective. Trapeze Artist, is he the real deal now or is he still hit and miss? Tementari, he was dominant dynamic first up, probably a better word. Can he repeat that? And, and did he beat much first up? That's a little query on him. Parada, what is, what's he been beating up on the Gold Coast? Is that good enough to come down here? Seja Quebec, is he just looking for 1,400? Assimilate, looking for 1,400, but is he up to this class? And Dargento is the interesting one as well because uh, three from three, I think he's a pretty smart colt. Whether this is his race, I don't know, but he might be the one we're all talking about after this going forward. And, of course, Lava Lava resumes, and she's been trialling the house down. Looks to improve several lengths off last preparation, so she might just uh, run a nice fourth or fifth and put her name in there as the one of the ones to beat for the Oaks. But an outstanding race. I'm with Trapeze Artist, just at the price, around the $4 mark. He was dominant first up, burnt the candle both ends. He's had one run at this track and distance and won the Golden Rose by four and a half lengths. I know his second up record looks poor, but he was three wide, no cover one time. He didn't wear the blinkers in either second up run. So I think we can be a little bit forgiving of that. He gets the right map here. He's going to be probably four or five lengths in front of Kementari on the turn. I just thought he might be the way to go. Kementari, you know, obviously a, a very smart horse. I just want to see him do it again. And from barrier nine, he might give him a big start. But look, he looks the danger. Dargento, I think he's a great winning chance. Whether this is his race, as I said, is a little concern, but his sectionals first up were outstanding. His trial since over a 1,000 was very sharp, and I think he's a Group 1 horse in the making. And Pirata, best of the rest. I don't think he can beat these, so I'm happy to not put him in the quaddy. I know he's got that race fitness, but I'm just querying those Gold Coast and Queensland forms a little bit. Um, only beating you know, good fella a length and a half. I don't know if he would get within a length and a half of some of these colts. So happy to beat around him, but he's fourth pick for mine. Okay, so that's a look at the Hobart. Well, gee, Dave, for a bloke that used to reside on the Gold Coast, you're a bit harsh on your former homeland at the moment, aren't you? Well, no, I love the Queensland <laughs> and Gold Coast form, but um, just when it comes to this top level, I just think it's a, a few levels below, and, and when these horses are in the market, I've got to be against them because of that. I've got to penalise, but there's several times, uh, I remember keeping Kalama on here the other week, uh, where I'm happy to take that sort of Queensland form. But just at the top level, 
I generally find it's a couple of, couple of links below. No, we understand. We thought it was a Queenslandian stick solid. <laughs> there can't be any uh, patriotism in tipping. <laughs> Very true. Now, so that's a look at two of the features there. What about your thoughts uh, leading us towards a winner or two? Would you like any on the card that you think we should be on? Yeah, I'll mention a few here. The first one's race one, number two, Camillo, a horse I've always had a lot of time for. I think he's a good gamble and probably the gamble of the day at 5.50. Happy to back these horses that I think are pretty good. They've still got to do it, but he was very good in two runs last preparation. He's 1,100, 1,400 at and clocking the quickest last 200 metres of the race both times and looked a smart animal doing it now. He comes back here. I believe he's had a couple of jump outs going well at home. I thought 550 to find out if he's a bit better than these highway horses is a, is a nice price. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out and be very competitive here and hopefully win and then maybe go to the grass and qualify and run a very cheeky race there and maybe even qualify for the country championships final. So I'm happy to be with him, putting a little caveat on that and saying just wait until Saturday because I reckon we're going to get the same price around that $5 mark anyway and he's just a duffer in the wet. You know, there's a couple of showers predicted late on Saturday. Hopefully they don't arrive, and if they don't buy race one, I think he's a really good bet at that 550 race one, number two, Camillo. The race one, number two, Camillo. Okay, so uh, where do we go next? Well, just having a look through here, I think there's a couple of others I, I want to mention. First of all, we'll go to race six. I, I think number four, Singing's the Horse to Beat, but I want to give mention of 10, Get on the Grange. Disappointing in Queensland last time out, but the sit and sprint race, that's not his go. He's more a uh, on-speed, strong tempo horse and able to kick off that. So I think his run behind Emperor's Way before that was really good and Emperor's Way would start right in the market here. So I'm happy to give him another chance. Number 10, get on the grains at around that $17 mark. But I'll be backing singing in the race as well because I think he's uh, definitely the horse to beat. He's absolutely flying and his Gosford Gold Cup win was outstanding, burning the candle at both ends. So that's that race, a bit of a look there. I'm, I'm probably only playing smallish there, but... I just wanted to mention it, the two that I thought would run really well there. And just a couple in the last few, race eight, number 13, Perizada. I think around that $10 mark, she's a good play. Uh, first up, she was wide, no cover at Canberra and, and still beat them. And that was 1,000 metres now, 1,200 second up, 54 kilos. She's, she's already shown last preparation. She's up to a race like this when she beat home some pretty good horses in a Chiraco stakes when she ran second to Ravi and beat home Daisy Dooms. So... Also won at Warwick Farm, 1,200 metres, and was three wide, no cover that day. So, And won by the three and a quarter length. So I think she's worth a bet around the $10 mark. I'll be specking number two, Palazzo Publico, in the race as well. I just think $16 is a, is a silly price about her. She's always capable in this sort of grade. But 10 Perizada, definitely... Uh, no, sorry, 13 Perizada, definitely the main play there. And just in the last race, I think race nine of the three wild and famous is silly odds at $10. Um, he beat Bratislava fair and square two starts ago, yet Bratislava's $3.50 and he's $10. I, I can't work out why they're different. I, I think he's uh, the horse to beat wild and famous. I know he's beaten at Canterbury since then, but he was off a six-week break, stayed at 1,200 metres, beaten half a length behind Fortensky, who's come out and won in Queensland. I just think that six-week break suggests either they give him a little bit of a freshen up or there's been a little hiccup there and the fact he comes here a few weeks later suggests he's back on track. So race nine, number three, Wild and Famous, the other one to play there at $10. Okay, so recapping, race one, number two, Camillo. Race six, number 10, Get on the Grange, but also uh, make sure you include her over there on the four singing. Race eight, number 13, Perizada. 
but also have a saver there on the two, Palazzo Publico, and then race nine, number three, Wild and Famous. So they are Davo's suggestions for the card from Rose Hill. Any, do you have a best bet or can you single any yeah, I think Camillo's the gamble of the day is providing us a good track just because I think he, we're getting a good price to find out how good he is. And I don't think it's an overly strong highway. I'm respecting She Knows and Try a Little Harder and Golden Legacy. But I just think he, he might be a little bit out of the box here and hopefully going to go on to bigger and better things. And yeah, he's the main one. And, and the main uh, roughies, Perizada and Wild and Famous, I thought they were the way to, to play there. But I think it's a good program. There's plenty of good betting opportunities across the card, and I love betting at Rose Hill. It's my favourite track in Sydney uh, by a long way. So looking forward to it on Saturday. Okay, well, it'll be a fantastic race day. Hopefully we can finish in front there. As always, Dave, a pleasure to speak to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.